0: It was the horror movie that generated a thousand whispers and even more rumors. A film that was a rite of passage for any wannabe gorehound who managed to score a grainy secondhand copy from a friend or relative and then proudly wore the psychological scars the next day while sharing the grisly details to awe struck friends, equally repulsed and excited by the prospect of watching it next. Faces of Death was the Mondo documentary that blended the theater of the macabre with real footage of violence and death, an independent movie phenomenon that shocked commentators and censors alike to the hysteric proportions, resulting in the film being labeled as a video nasty and banned in several countries. The brainchild of filmmaker John Allen Schwartz, Faces of Death would go on to spawn several sequels, yet the confrontative nature of the first Faces of Death movie and its subsequent controversy remains a case study in how to turn a cinematic experiment into a cult horror movie, leading us to ask what the happened to this horror movie? Less a documentary and more a compilation video of death scenes, both fake and real. Faces of Death is held together by the narration of Dr. Francis B. Gross, played by Michael Carr, who acts as a guide through the grisly and violent scenes that play out in front of the audience. Fabricated death scenes, including a man executed by electric chair and a monkey killed in a restaurant only for its brains to be feasted upon by hungry guests are blended with real-life footage of autopsies, animal slaughter and vehicle accidents. According to a 2013 article Schwartz wrote for CineXS, the idea of Faces of Death came about after a meeting with several Japanese executives who asked Schwartz if he could make a documentary about death and the more macabre the better. Schwartz who was working for a small production company in Hollywood at the time, came up with a concept for the documentary that centers on a pathologist, who over time has compiled a library of death. Thus, Faces of Death was born. Schwartz was inspired by the Hellstrom Chronicle, a film released in 1971 that won the Oscar and BAFTA awards for best documentary. Directed by Ed Spiegel and Wayland Green, the Hellstrom Chronicle centers on a fictitious scientist who claims that insects will win the fight against humans In a battle for supremacy on earth the film features short clips from horror and science fiction movies that is then blended with groundbreaking footage of plants and insects to enhance the dramatic effect schwartz and his production team wrote a treatment for faces of death in which the mission was to force the audience to address the uncomfortable issue of mortality real footage was to be mixed with fake segments of horrific violence and while schwartz and company had no idea how they would produce these segments it was agreed that the more shocking and bloody the better. Linking these scenes of grisly death together was the film's narrator and central character, the pathologist, Dr. Francis B. Gross. When this organ ceased to function, the result was death. The one reality cannot avoid. Casting the role of Dr. Gross proved to be a difficult one for Schwartz, who was looking for an actor that personified a certain quality that could not be described, yet was found in an actor who Schwartz said possessed the face of death itself. That actor was Michael Carr, a Chicago-born thespian who worked in B-grade Westerns such as Apache Warrior and appeared in TV programs like the Planet of the Apes series. Schwartz's description of Carr when he first laid eyes on him was that of a, quote, tall, skinny guy dressed in black, smoking a slim cigarette and slouching towards me. At first, Carr was not interested in reading for the role, asking, who wrote this shit? after studying the screenplay. Nevertheless, Carr would read for Schwartz, an experience which the filmmaker described as, quote, like watching a hangman prepare the noose or the angel of death sharpen his sight. With a budget of $450,000, Schwartz went about putting together his Mondo documentary of death. First order of business for Schwartz was to find enough real life graphic footage to fill a feature film. This meant visiting news organizations and raiding their coffers for all matter of grisly footage This includes a shot of a woman jumping to her death from an apartment building, and the aftermath of several car wrecks. At one news company, Schwartz struck gold when an intern handed him a tape labeled body parts. Of these real-life scenes, two struck a chord with the audience. The first was the gruesome aftermath of a female cyclist who was run over by a semi-truck. The book, Killing for Culture, an illustrated history of death film from Mondo to Snuff, written by David Kerkis and David Slater, described this revolting scene in Faces of Death as one where, quote, the camera pans long enough to capture paramedics scooping up blood clots, brain matter, and clumps of hair from the tarmac. This incident is authentic and culled from newsreels. The second scene is footage of the 1978 crash of Pacific Southwest Airlines Flight 182, in which 135 people died. The tragic plane crash occurred two weeks before Faces of Death was due to be released, yet Schwartz managed to find footage of the aftermath that showed destroyed houses and scattered body parts and inserted it into the film near the climax. Accompanying these real moments of horrific tragedy are fabricated scenes which Schwartz, along with his small crew and special effects team, pushed beyond the boundaries of good taste, testing the limits of artistic expression in a bid to see how extreme and outrageous they were willing to go. Oh my god! One especially notorious scene featured a murderer executed by electric chair. Schwartz was inspired to create the scene after reading that this form of execution was still practiced at the time. The scene was achieved using a fake chair built in a friend's loft and toothpaste to imitate saliva. The zapping sounds of electricity was added in post-production. Said Schwartz in his op-ed to CineXS, quote, we broke boundary after boundary until, as things got truly bizarre, we grew convinced there was a strange force surrounding us. A lot of frightening things happened, but that never stopped us. Faces of Death was released in American theaters on November 10th, 1978, and became a surprise box office hit. Last official estimates had the film raking in 35 million worldwide, a feat that was helped by strong box office in Japan, where the film was released under the title, Junk. Schwartz, for his part, was credited as Conan LeClaire and Alan Black, respectively, for his roles as director and writer. As the years passed, many of the actors and crew who worked on The Faces of Death came forward to obtain credit, since most of them were not in any union at the time of filming. Where Faces of Death really made a killing was on VHS, with the VCR player, a stable in most U.S. homes by the mid-80s. As a result, Faces of Death was labeled a video nasty, a type of ultra-violent horror film that was a popular selection in video rental stores. Yet not everyone was a fan, with Chicago Tribune film critic Gene Siskel labeling Faces of Death as a piece of trash. And the most popular nasty of them all is a piece of trash called Faces of Death. The film's VHS packaging that screamed Banned in 46 countries no doubt helped curious video renters select a movie that was both forbidden and dangerous. While the claim that Faces of Death was banned in over 40 countries is dubious at best, there was indeed strict censorship in several territories. The United Kingdom placed Faces of Death on its video nasty list after it was deemed to violate the Obscene Publications Act of 1959. The film would eventually be released in the UK in 2003, with several minutes removed. Faces of Death was also banned in Australia in 1980, although several bootleg VHS tapes were available in that country. The film was eventually released uncut on DVD in 2007, although its sequels are still banned. New Zealand also banned the film until 1989, while Germany released a heavily edited version on VHS. Notoriety of a different kind placed a further black mark on Faces of Death when in 1985, Diane Fies, a former student of Escobedo High School, Souter Maths teacher, after he forced Fies in her class to watch Faces of Death during final exams week, resulting in 16-year-old feasts to experience significant trauma. 1986 saw an even more tragic event when 14-year-old Rod Matthews lured classmate Sean Olette into the woods and beat him to death with a baseball bat. Matthews would later claim that watching faces of death inspired him to kill someone. In an interview with The Guardian, Schwartz would reflect on the Sean Olette murder, stating, evil people are going to commit their crimes no matter what. It makes me feel bad that Matthew said, it was Faces of Death that made me do this. But do I believe that if Faces of Death was not around, that would have stopped him from doing it? No, Schwartz would indeed press on with the Faces of Death franchise, releasing several sequels of lesser quality, as well as a book titled, My Faces of Death, Fact or Fiction, before passing away in 2019. Well, Schwartz is no longer with us. His legacy as the creator of one of the most notorious horror movies ever made continues to live on with the announcement that Legendary Entertainment will remake Faces of Death with their goal of launching a new horror franchise set to be written and directed by Isa Mazzee and Daniel Goldhaber, the filmmakers behind the 2018 psychological thriller Cam, only time will tell if this new volume of Faces of Death can still hold the power to shock audiences like the original did over 40 years ago. I'll leave that decision to you. We've got a big alligator out there in that lake and I'm really worried about it. Oh my god!